one minute until showtime. calendars December 3rd through the 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the 5th annual GWER conference hosted by Apostle E.L. Robinson Austin of Eagles Life Restoration Ministries. This conference entitled Women of Destiny Deliver Me will break chains and open prison doors to set you free. God has sent 
three vessels that are anointed and appointed to carry you into your new place in him. On December 3rd, Prophetess Glenda Lang from Manning, South Carolina. And on December 4th, Prophetess Daphne Burton from Northern California. And on December 5th, Dr. Sakina Glory from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm telling you, this conference will be epic. Call in live at 516-387-1425. Again, 516-387-1425. You won't want to miss this. See you there. Right, we thank everybody for tuning in on this morning. We like to welcome everybody, Amen, on Sunday morning, man. Hallelujah! Come on, bless the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on and begin this worship Him on this morning. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. He's the best thing I ever ever done parable so korabashi falling in love with jesus falling in love with jesus falling in love with Jesus, he's the best thing I ever, ever done. Let me tell you about this thing. Hallelujah. He said, in his arms, I feel protected. Hallelujah. In his arms, never this. Connected in his arm, I feel protected. There is no place that I rather, rather be. Hallelujah! Oh, falling in love with Jesus, my God. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. He's the best thing I ever, ever done. Come on and bless the Lord on today. We'd like to welcome you, everybody, to the Sunday Morning Manor on today. 
Amen. We're going to have a special guest on today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to keep Pastor Goffman in prayer on this morning. Amen. He's not feeling well. Amen. But we're going to support and stand in proxy for one another. Amen. On today. So we bring special greetings. Amen. On today. On this day. On this season. Amen. On today. So we're going to introduce to some others. Amen. On today. None other than. for the word of God. We thank you, God, that we allowed us to bring forth this word. This is the word of the Lord God. God, hide me behind the cross that I only seek the word and nobody else. I bind the adversary and every devil at every level. I command you to go back to the pit of hell from whence it come in the name of Jesus. And we praise you in advance. We dance in advance. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord directed me right now to the book of Jeremiah. Amen. To the book of Jeremiah, Old Testament. The book of Jeremiah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah was one of the major prophets um, in the Bible. Amen. And he loved God, but he had a mission. Amen. Like all of us, we have a mission. We have things that God have called us to do. He's designed us, uh, with our life and mind towards him. And well, Jeremiah was one of those prophets. Amen. That what God told him to do, he did. And now, like today, there are a lot of prophets now. Uh, people say people are still not prophets, but, but prophets are people that are seers. People are, have a close relationship with God and can hear from him spiritually and put this in the atmosphere that people can hear and know what God's saying to the church. Amen. And again, Jeremiah was one of those people. Amen. And Jeremiah's purpose was to urge the people of God to turn from their wicked ways, come out of sin, and go to him and his authority. And a lot of people, people don't like to talk about getting saved and giving our lives to Christ. But I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that there will be a time that we will all die. Okay. And where will you end up in eternity? And Jeremiah was urging the people at that time to turn themselves to Christ, turn themselves to who created the heaven and the earth. He, he's urging them to do what God had called them to do. And some of us don't want to hear what God's saying. Some of us don't even want to acknowledge there is a God, but there is a God. 
And now God's speaking to Jeremiah as a young child and what he's wanting him to do. Amen. So let's start here. Jeremiah 1. It says, and the word of Jeremiah, the son of Hekiel, um, the son of the priest that were in an Amath, that was the place, in the land of Benjamin. Amen. Now let's get down to uh, verse um, 4. And Jeremiah, he's speaking now to Jeremiah. He says, and the word of the Lord came unto me and saying, before I formed you in the belly of thee, I knew thee. And before that thou, I came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. So now God's saying to us and letting us know that before we were formed in our mother's womb, before our mama met our daddy, before our daddy met our granddaddy, before all these changes happened, you were in my spiritual womb. And yet I have a plan for you. But the only way you can get to that plan is going through Christ. You might not have been born through a family that was religious. You might be a, born through a rich family. But God has a plan for each of us. We have to acknowledge that we didn't get here by ourselves and we won't get out here by ourselves. Because without God, the Bible says that we can do nothing and we shall be nothing. So now he's telling Jeremiah that I knew you. I knew you when you didn't know yourself. But I had already planned, I have already orchestrated what you have to do in this lifetime. We are expected to praise God. We're expected to honor him. We're expected to know him. And he told Jeremiah, I've got a plan for you. You don't have to know anything. You have to do but you have to follow my instructions. But unfortunately, we follow, we go through our many lives and we don't understand the instructions of God. We don't like to listen to nobody. We don't know, we don't do it. We want to have it my way mentality. You feel like when we go to Burger King, we, are, we order what we want to. Well, in the spirit, when we can't do that, we do what God has called us to do. As long as you, you were formed in this body and God allowed you to come here, he has a plan. He has orchestrated your life. He he knows whether you're going to be a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer. He he knows whether you're going to work for a Burger King. He knows all these things ahead of time. He says, but I'm bringing you forth. I have a destiny. I have a calling on your life. But the only way you'll know is coming through Jesus Christ himself. And then he said, he said, oh, and I sanctified you. I have set you apart. I have a book with your name on it. I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee. A prophet unto the nation. A lot of times you hear people on TV saying, I'm prophet so-and-so, and I'm this and I'm that. Because God, they have said that God have called them to this particular situation. 
almost like a doctor, a lawyer, preacher, teacher. Well, in the spirit realm, when you're in the church or in a in, in a place like that, God gives us steps to order and places to be and things to do because he knows where our gifts are. Sometimes we have dormant gifts. Sometimes we have we don't know gifts of helps, uh, uh, gifts of cooking, gifts of ushering. Because if you're a mean spirited person, and the last thing you want to do is usher somebody into church because you're already mad. So we have to know and discern where God has called us to be. And this is what God's telling Jeremiah that I knew you, Jeremiah. Why? I knew you because you were in my spiritual womb. And I'm calling you out now for a designated position, a designated place in God. I knew you before thou came out from out the hope thy womb. And I sanctified you. I set you apart. I ordained you for this job, this place, this nation. We could have been, we could have born in any other country. But the United States right now, I was born in this country. So God knows where we were going to be. God knows who we're going to preach to. God who's know whatever we was going to be. He already foreknew it. He's planned it precisely for such a time as this, as the book of Esther says. Verse 6 says this, and then said I, so now he's saying, to jo- he's saying now to Jeremiah, he said, ah, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. In other words, God, you ordained me to preach. You ordained me to speak. You, you, you ordained me to do whatever. But God, I don't know how to do it. I don't understand. Well, God doesn't tell us one to understand. In fact, he says to us, lean not to your own understanding, which says, but in all things acknowledge him, and I will direct your path. Sometimes we don't want to be directed by God's path. We want to have our own path. But we we don't walk in the ways of an ungodly situation. But in God, we are directed by God's path and not our own. Because we're not our own. We belong to God. He says, I cannot speak. I am a child. In other words, at this point, he was a small child. And he's saying, God, how, how, can I, how can I speak to somebody and I'm a child? I'm spiritually a child. I don't care how old you are. When you first give your life to Christ, your life is starting all over in Christ. You're learning new things. You're learning new attitudes. You're learning new precepts. You're learning how to pray. You're learning how to fast. You're learning how to believe. You're learning. You're going to Bible study. You're fasting. You're praying. Because now you have changed your directions in God. So he's saying, I'm a child. I cannot speak. Verse 7 says this, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. 
And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. So he's saying, don't worry what you don't know. Don't, under, don't, don't try to worry about what you don't do. But you move at the command of God. You don't, tell, you don't let people tell you what to do when God's telling you and you understand. But as a child, when you don't understand spiritually, you follow instructions. The Bible tells us, for when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man or a man child, I put all those things away. And God was trying to tell Jeremiah, there will be a day that you will grow in God. There, there will be a day that I can speak to nations or I can speak to people. I can speak to other churches. I can speak in facilities. I can speak into old folks' homes. You can speak these things and because he will honor your word. Because I've sanctified you. I've set you apart for the master's use. And when you're set apart for the master's use, and you've made up in your mind that I'm going to do what God called me to do, I'm going to say what God called me to say, I'm going to do, I'm not going to do what, what people ask me to do. But ultimately, my decisions are made through the Lord Jesus Christ and nobody else. Because I've become a man now. I'm, I'm in spiritual manhood. And I'm growing in the things of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Because I'm no longer a child. I no longer have child attitudes. I'm no longer having temper tantrums. Remember when we were little? And when we didn't have our way, we would have temper tantrums. We'd fall out in the grocery store. I've seen children just fall out in the grocery store because they want that candy. And the parents say, no, little Johnny, you can't have that. No, no, no. And the kids fall out in the ground and they make all this noise. Well, you know, us adults and us spiritual adults in the churches have spiritual tantrums when you don't have your way. That's why we have to grow up in the spiritual things of God. Okay. I'm not talking about physical. But I'm talking about a spiritual thing, a spiritual connection with God. That I'm moving and I'm walking in the realm of the spirit. That I see God and I'm answered to him alone. And I know if I don't follow God's instruction, I will go straight to hell. So we have to grow in the things of God. And then as parents, we have to release our children spiritually so they can grow in the things of God. Because I myself have a daughter, and she preaches the gospel. And yes, she's an apostle. But when we get together, she is my apostle. I take my spiritual instructions from her because she is my spiritual uh, 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 leader. 
And we have to have the same attitude with our spiritual children as well as our biological children. In some ways, I know a lot more spiritually with my, uh, my daughter, but because she walks in the apostleship and establishes churches, I follow under her leadership. Because that's, the, or the, that's how God has ordained leadership. That we have to learn to fly in the realm of the spirit. We have to learn to fly in the things of God. I have to learn to fly in order to learn to fast. I've got to learn to get in my word and say, what is the purpose of fasting? That the spirit of fasting comes on you so you can say to God, I would rather die without your word rather than eat. That I can live without food. I can live without things. I can live without money. But God, I cannot live without your word because I'm learning to fly in the spirit of God. Come on, come on, prophet. We must slow. This is what God's teaching Jeremiah. That Jeremiah, no matter how old you are, no matter how long, how young you are, I can use you to speak in the spirit to nations. And it's not about a, a multiplicity of how many, but how you can gather in the spirit to bring them into the kingdom of God. And now God's speaking to Jeremiah. And now God's making Jeremiah understand what he's trying to tell him. You don't have a great, you don't have to have a great love language. You don't have to have a great uh, oratory skills. You have, you don't have to be like Oprah Winfrey and this is so eloquently. No, all you got to do is what I called you to do. But when you do what God called you to do, I'm going to multiply you in the spirit. I'm going to multiply your seeds. I'm going to multiply everything around you because you are walking in the realm of the spirit with God. And there's nothing more powerful than stepping into this realm of the spirit. Step into God himself and he touches you. He teaches you. He motivates you. Why? Because he now is the only thing that matters. He's the only thing that I'm subject to. He's the only thing that molds you. He's the only thing that holds me in the midnight hours when I'm sick or I'm lonely. I'm, I'm broken physically, socially, or financially. That's why it's important to have a relationship with Christ. It's so important that if you die tonight, you can make your peace with God where you are. If a pastor is not there, or the leader is not there, if they're not happy with you, if they don't like you, you didn't give them the money you wanted them to have. Why? It's about moving in the spirit. That's a moving. That you move from one destination in God to another destination in God. That's why Paul said, all that matters is that I know him and his resurrection power. 
not your pastor's resurrection power, not your daughter's resurrection power. He said, but all that really matters that I know him, I know God, I know Elohim, I know the God more than enough, I know the God of the second chest, that all that matters that I know him and his resurrection power. Again, he tells him, verse 5, before I form you. And we never really think about where we were before we were formed. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, every one of you, I don't care whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian, atheist, you were formed in the, in the womb of God. And that's why he says, before thee, I knew thee. I formed thee, okay, and I have a plan for you. So you were in the womb of God. Believe it or not, the word womb comes the word womb man, the womb of the man. So God knows there is a there was a womb of the man. So the womb of the man came womb man. And God says, says Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb. I already had a plan for you. I already had a destination for you. You, I already knew your your wife. I already knew your children. I know all about you, so you have no fear. Don't worry about their faces. I don't worry about their attitudes. Don't worry about what they don't want to do for you, if they don't like you, or what message they preach to you. He said, I formed you. I know you. I knew you more. You knew, I knew you before you knew me. And, and I was right there in the beginning when I spewed the world into existence. I was right there when I spewed the stars and the skies. I was right there when I numbered the sands and the seas. I was right there. And Jeremiah, I was right there with you. So, preachers, don't be afraid. People, don't be afraid. God has your life under control. Looks like there's no control. He doesn't tell us to understand stuff. Some folks just like to control us. We know where control comes from. Control comes from the devil. The devil tell you what to do, where to do, what time, when to get up, when to go to bed, how much money, who you go, what you, no, 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 no. God is not about control, things, other people. Lean to not your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all ways, and he will direct your path. It says, then said I, talking to him, ah, Lord, behold. I cannot speak. I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to witness. I don't know how to bend, uh, befriend people because some people just don't have a friendly attitude. Some people just are, fear, are fearful of really talking to a lot of people. Jerem God's telling Jeremiah, you don't have to worry about those things. Everything I put in you is embedded in you from your DNA. Your DNA is Jesus. Your DNA is calling God. Your DNA is fasting. Your DNA is calling Jesus. Jesus. DNA is giving to folks. Your DNA is Jesus. So don't worry about that. It doesn't matter. 
That's why some kids, they'll come up and they're they're a prophet at six years old, five years old. The one I know, he's like 10 years old. And every prophecy that I've known, he's given to me, has come to pass. And the ones that have come to pass, I believe they're coming to pass. But God have ordained strategically people to walk in a prophetic office that are not afraid to speak what God says. And that's what kind of person that Jeremiah was, but he was afraid. But the Lord said unto him, Say not, I'm a child. For thou shalt go, my God, go all that I shall send thee. Whatsoever thou commandest thee, thou shall speak. In other words, what God tell you to do, do. He said, I'm sending you. I sent you. I ordained you. I called you. I'm teaching you. And as long as we live, we are supposed to have te- have teaching skills, and we should have to know how to sit down and be taught. The only one that's not required teaching is Jesus. Hey, God. Sometimes people are sent, they're self-centered, so they don't want you to know a lot of things. But that's selfish. I, because when I give more, I get more. Mm-hmm. If I give more in the spirit, I learn more in the spirit. Because God wants us to give freely of everything, not just your offering, not just your time, not just your children, but freely give everything to other people, and therefore God multiplies. God gives us, gives things to us, knowingly, unknowingly, just because of the love factor in our lives. So don't say what you can't do. Don't say what you can't go. Don't say what you don't can't have. But he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So he's telling, he's telling Jeremiah this, I, I, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So Jeremiah, don't worry about those things. Yes, you're a child. Yes, you're unlearned. Yes, I birthed you out spiritually and naturally, but don't worry. Don't worry about folks. Folks don't have no heaven or hell to put you in. You're directed by the things of God. So the Lord said unto me, Say not that I'm a child, for thou hast said, go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever thou shalt command, thou shalt speak. Verse 8 says this, be not afraid of their faces. That was one of the hardest things that I learned when I began to preach the gospel. Is to stand up on that pulpit. And it looked like some of, the, some of the meanest faces I've ever seen. Like, what am I doing here? I wish you'd just hurry up. I mean, you can hear things in the spirit realm. Because the enemy doesn't want you to carry his word. The enemy doesn't want you to exalt his word. The enemy will try to discourage you for anything when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
So he's telling us, don't look at their faces. Why? Because you won't get discouraged. Don't look at their faces because they're mean-spirited. Don't look at their faces because all they're thinking about what I got to do when I get home. Because most people come to church and in the middle of the church service, they're most thinking about, I need to go home. I got to finish cooking. I got to go to the store. I got to get it ready for tomorrow. While they're sitting right in the middle of the church and Jesus trying to deliver a message to him, how I'm getting saved, filled, delivered, changed their lives, their attitudes. But the enemy distracts us. So he's telling us, he says, don't look at their faces. If you have to close your eyes and preach the gospel, you have to look. The Lord will tell me, just look at the back of the church, at the clock, way up and high. Because those faces will dis- dis- will dis- you disappointed. Hallelujah. Again, verse 9 says this. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. God touched our mouths. It's a sign of submission. It's a sign of carrying his word. So God was God was preparing him for the ministry. God was preparing him for the journey. God's preparing us today. In 2021, he's preparing us with a message for the world. Doesn't matter. I don't care how many uh, viruses. God is in control. I'm not going to tell you if you don't if you don't feel led to put your mask on. Put your mask on. Doesn't make you you're not you're not sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost because you got a mask on and you don't have a hell. No, no, no. It's not the case. Jesus Christ, the living God Himself, is in charge of everything. But God's trying to get his church back in line. God's trying to get his people back in line to serve him, love him, get rid of homosexuality and all these things that are running rampant today. One time they wouldn't even sit on the step of the church because they feared, they had a reverential fear of God. But now the degradation of sin is so right said God's trying to get the church and the people in line. So he's telling them, don't worry about their faces. Don't worry about diseases. Don't worry about having a lot of money. Sometimes because money, money, the Bible says money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil, but somehow you use it that's not against the law. It becomes evil. It is not the money. But in which you use the money sometimes because it's evil. When you rather take a thousand dollars and buy a hat or a thousand dollars to do something that you can take that same money and feed the poor or bless the homeless. That's what's the difference between good and evil when it comes to money. People are beaten down so much about money. Sometimes, as you you mentioned the one money, they get ready to take an exit from the door. Because the enemy has come in the church and robbed folks of things because it's not about the spirit of God, but they're using it for ill-gotten gain. Jeremiah, God's telling him, don't worry about that. We just preach the gospel. 
You preach need deliverance. You preach sanctification. You preach holiness. Oh, that might be another word some people want to talk about. They don't want to talk about living holy. This generation, they want to shack up. Shack here, shack there. Everybody got all these STD diseases. Why? Because they're shacking up. And they don't realize when they go from woman to woman and man to man, you're taking all those seeds and implanting complete, and you wonder why Jack looks like uh, Daisy and Daisy likes them and they like, why? Because all these seeds are coming from place to place to place because of iniquity. And the church don't want to preach about iniquity, want to preach about how much money I'm going to make you a rich person if you give so many dollars. It is not holiness. It is not God. And that's why God's telling Jeremiah, don't look at those faces. Preach the gospel. Preach holiness. Preach deliverance. Jeremiah, don't look at their faces. Jeremiah, I got a plan for you. Not all of us start preaching when we're young. Some of us start preaching when we're middle age. Sometimes we start preaching when we're old. It doesn't really make a difference. It's the only thing that you do what God calls you to do when you have a relationship with God. When you have an impartation of the Holy Spirit, you can hear from God yourself and implement his word. Because God might have told you something to do that he's not told me to do. I can't be swayed by their faces. I can't be swayed by your money. I can't be swayed by your attitudes. I can't be swayed by what you want me to do because I was a child, but now I become a man and I must carry God's word. This is what God has told us to do. And I hear God telling me to tell you there's some people, there's some preachers right now hearing my voice that God have called you to preach. And some of you have preached and you have been, you've been, you've been backslidden. But you know, God loves, he's married to the backslider. All we got to do is repent. And I say me too, because I repent daily. Paul says we repent daily. Because we can't walk in unforgiveness. We can't walk in sin knowingly, unknowingly. We don't want to drop dead tonight and die and go to hell because we didn't repent, because we hurt somebody's feelings. It is only, he says, he says, he says, only the righteous, scarce, scarce, they scarcely make it in. That's why Paul, that's why God was talking to Jeremiah. That yes, you're a preacher. Yes, you're a prophet. Yes, you carry my word. But you follow my instructions. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the death. But you go forward. You don't go backward. You go forward. And that's how you run your race. 
You run your race with steadfastness. You run your race in prayer. You run your race by witnessing to people. You run your race knowing that, ah, God, at the end of the day, I want to see my King Jesus. But you will never be in the spirit and be in the body at the same time. So when you leave this body, that well, we all will have a destination to keep in God. So God was encouraging Jeremiah, do what I called you to do. No matter what people say, you love him enough to follow him. Love God enough to follow him him. I repeat that. Love God enough to follow his book, his will, his precepts, his teachings of the gospel. That's right. No more, no less. Because we're living in dangerous times in a way that I could have never even imagined. Amen. One time, everybody that were crying out, Jesus, they were full of the Holy Ghost. But now, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are preaching the gospel for gain. Everybody has a $100 line. Everybody has a $50 line. Everybody has a $100 line. Everybody has all these lines. And and the more money you give, the more prophetic anointing he he releases to you. None, none, none. Show me where in the book that is so. Those are prophetic lies that you give. It's for money. We can't go down that road and expect to see Jesus. He's called you from your mother's womb. He said, Jeremiah, I got a, I got a plan for you. I know your background. I know your mom and daddy. But I got a specific plan for you. Paul can't do what Jeremiah did, but Jeremiah couldn't do what Paul did. Everything has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose and a plan. And your thing is to find the purpose and a plan that God has called you for. Not everybody meant to be a preacher. Not everybody called to be a doctor. Not everybody's called to be a lawyer. Not everybody's called to be anything other than what you are. You've got to find your calling and abide in it. That's right. You And when you abide in it, you prosper in it. And when you when you do it, you know that's good. It's something. It's like that that word. When I begin to preach the gospel, I feel like I can walk. I can mount up like an eagle. I I feel I can move in the spirit. I, I because I know that this thing, even though I was a licensed respiratory therapist in a hospital with neonatal children, my true calling is to preach the gospel. So don't let nobody tell you what you are and who you can do and what you are. No, you follow the plan of God. We'll have to do it the same way. 
You don't see Joyce Myers preaching like um, Kenneth Copeland. You don't hear Mrs. Copeland preaching like T.D. Jakes. We all have our own little mantra. We have our own way that we can reach people and people that T.D. Jakes might reach, I may never reach. So, so you go dwell in the a place that God of you called to do. The same way God's speaking to Jeremiah, that's the way God's telling me, you do what God called you to do and you do it with all your might. I'm going to bless you even more than you can think and imagine. Yes, mm-hmm. you're already blessed. But there's a greater blessing on the inside waiting for you when you carry his word. For in you, there's full of joy. In you, there's anointing. In you, there's a fire of God. In you, you can change a nation. In you, you can change the atmosphere. That means when you walk in the room, God walks in with you. You don't wake God. No, no, no. When you walk in the room, you bring God within you. And things change because the God in you steps in the building in the form of your body. So he's telling them, be not afraid of their faces. Hallelujah. For the Lord put forth his hands and touched thy mouth. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto me, my God, my God, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Hallelujah. God's saying to us tonight, this afternoon, I'm putting my words in your your mouth. You don't have to have a lot of knowledge. You don't have to have a whole bunch of degrees. You, you witness to who God called you to witness to. You talk to who God called you to talk to. You do what God called you to do because your assignment is your assignment. My assignment is my assignment. And all that matters is that we do what God called us to do. No more. No less. We grow in the gospel. We change as God changes us. Yeah, we're five, we're six years old. But when we mature in the gospel, I'm not talking about age, I'm talking about mature in the gospel. You can be a 20-year-old, pure in the gospel, full of Holy Ghost. That has nothing, it has nothing to do with a physical age. But when you become mature in the faith, you hold on to his word, his precepts, and continue to walk in his ways. No matter what God, what other people say. This is Jeremiah. I have put my words in your mouth. So everybody on the line, God has put his words in your mouth. Jesus. For you to do, God called you to do. And whatever area that spirit of expertise to do, you do it. So if you're a nurse, that's what God called you to do. That's your expertise. If you're a fireman, and that's what you want to do, and that's your expertise, 
That's you do that to the glory of God. Yes, people are here to teach us. Yes, people are there to direct us. But at the end of the day, we must follow the instructions as God has called us to do, no matter what anybody else says, because God wants you to answer to him and him alone. And Jeremiah learned this from a small age, that God, I don't know what to do, but God says, I knew you. I knew you then, I know you now, and I'll know you later, but I knew you, and I know all of you. I know what your hates are. I know what your likes are. I know what you did. I know what you didn't do. I know the things that were secret that you didn't think nobody knew, but I knew. But yet he says to us, I have a plan for your life. Every one of you, whatever occupation you have on this line, God has a plan for you. Whatever you do for a living, God had that plan for you. And so is it with the gospel. God has a plan for you. If you so desire to give your life 100%, turn completely around. Well, he says, he says in Chronicles, he says, for when my people, he's talking to the church, for when my people who are called by my name, he's talking to the church. Okay. Okay, that they would turn from their wicked ways. I turn 360 degrees. I only turn half away. I don't turn this quarter. I turn 360 degrees and I turn from my wicked ways. He says, then, then I'll hear you hear from heaven. Then I'll answer your prayer. Then I'll make a way for you. Then I'll make a way out of no way. Then I'll give you miracles. Then I'll heal your body. I'll do all these things. When you turn from your wicked ways. And this is what he was talking to about Jeremiah. You don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to worry about what people say. When you get in your secret closet and you talk to God and when you don't even hear, just lay there for a while. Put just some, 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 some worship music on. Just, just lay there in the presence of God. And if he doesn't move, he doesn't answer, you go back again. And you go again and again and again and again till you hear clearly the, the directions of God. And when you get the clear directions of God, you cannot be strayed from the path. I don't care who it is. Because my plan may not be your plan. Your plan may not be my plan. But we all work together for the kingdom of God. For like Jeremiah, he was submissive to God. He said, God, I don't know. I don't understand. And I don't know how to speak. But God let him know. I got you. Like the kids got kids. Say, I got your back. Well, he's saying to Jeremiah, I got your back. I got everything for you. I got a plan. No matter, no way happened. I don't care. Even when I got, I ran, I think it's the 23rd chapter of the same Jeremiah, a plan when he was saying to the preachers and the preachers got mad and put him in jail. And Jeremiah got upset. He said, God, I felt so bad. He said, he said, God, I got, I felt so fed up. I was so mad. I just felt like I, I was going to give up. But Jeremiah said, but I felt like the fire was shut up in my bones. So the internal fire is in us. 
do God tell us what to do in our lifetime? And don't get discouraged by their faces, knowing that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives today in every area. If there's anybody on the sound of my voice wants to give themselves to, to the Lord, you go to the Romans 10. It says you confess with your heart, believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So I give you this invitation. And every time I preach, I always give an invitation to Christ, to the kingdom, not to Glenda. Not to anybody else, but I'm giving you an invitation, an open invitation to God himself. That he can walk with you, talk with you, be your eyes, your ears, your spirit man, and direct your path when you give your life to Christ. Like Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, God, I don't know. I don't know what to do, but Jeremiah reminded him that I knew you. I know your plan, and I've a plan. I've ordained you as a prophet for nations. So don't worry about it, Father. We thank you for the word this morning, Father. We thank you for the Holy Ghost, God. I thank you for under everybody under the sound of my voice that may hear me or may see hear me later. God, help us to be what you call us to be. God, we repent for everything that we could have done, thought, or said in the name of Jesus. God, we repent before you for anything knowingly, unknowingly, God. Repent, God, because we just want to be right with you. God, help us to stand. The Bible says to stand, therefore, in the evil days. God, we come against every spirit. We come against every witch, every warlock, every spirit to try to pull down everything not like God. I come against the tormenting spirits of people that are not sleeping nightly in the name of Jesus. I thank you now. I thank you for the glory cloud that covers me now. I thank you for the spirit of God. In the name of Jesus. We magnify your holy name. We thank you, God, that you are God more than enough. God, you said you shall provide all of our needs. So we're standing most of all right now in the need of prayer. That you will cleanse our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. That we will be like you. We will be like Jesus. Jesus to be a mirror image of who you are. No more, no less, not pastor, no teachers. But God, teach us to be a mirror image of who you are. Because when I walk in your will, I walk in your ways, and I will not deter from the things of God. Help us to stand. Deliver us. Deliver us from the secret sins that we might not know. Teach us to walk in your will and your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
and amen. Praise the Lord, saints. I'm going to turn it over to um, Apostle Erica. She can close out now. Amen. Amen. We uh, we just thank everybody for tuning in this morning on Sunday Morning Manor. Special blessings uh, to the family out there that came to support the kingdom of God. Um, I want y'all to keep uh, Pastor Goffin and elect lady. Amen. Goffin. Amen. Co-Pastor Desmond them in prayer. Amen. Uh, in this season. And one thing I see when God tries to, when God elevates you, amen, man does everything they can to pull you down. But the Bible says that no weapon yeah. formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rise up against them shall be condemned. So we just keep them up in prayer because of the fact that God is doing, uh, he's moving by the power of the might, of his might, and uh, the anointing is flowing, amen, and we just have to keep them support, support, support. Amen. One thing we learn about each other, doesn't matter what position or what office that we in, we always have each other back. We have each other back, and we just thank God on this morning, uh, this blessed morning. Can we, can we just uh, remember remember uh, uh, Desiree's family uh, in prayer as well? Oh, yes. Okay. Pastor Goffinham went to Desiree, uh, Desiree Simmons' uh, funeral yesterday. That's the Joseph's family, I believe. And like I said, yeah. they were so yeah. close to them, you know, and... Um, you know, and when, when one of my uh, pastors grieve, I grieve along with them. You know, one of my family, because he is my family as well, grieve. You know, we stand in proxy for each other. You know, we have to have each other back. So definitely um, keep the golfing family in prayer. Uh, every family that is a loving family that is attached. You're my family as well as them. We, uh, 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 the Sam, the Simmons family, all her children. Um, the Joseph's, you know, Amen. family is pretty big. Um, the church Amen. body at large and the family at large they have lost a loved one. Amen. To cancer. So we just want to uh, continue that she's um, absent from the body, but she's in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And we thank God for that. That yeah. smooth transition had went on yesterday. So we want to continue to keep them up and keep them up. Amen. Don't forget to tune in uh, Tuesday night. It's, um, is a Tuesday night. Amen. It's beyond the four walls. Amen. With Pastor Franklin Goffin and Elect Lady Goffin at 7.30 every Tuesday. And every Sunday is with Pastor Franklin Goffin and Elect Lady Goffin on Sunday morning. Manna out of the city of Miami, Florida. Amen. Miami, Florida. Amen. Amen. Support, support, support. We support every ministry that uh, that comes on this platform. Amen. And we're going to support hard and love hard. Amen. So we're getting ready to Amen. close out on tonight. We are getting ready to close out our uh, Godly Women Empowerment Conference, radio conference. Amen. Tonight, last night was Prophetess uh, Daphne Burton uh, from California. I mean, the anointing was flowing. Prophetess Lane brought it in on Friday and I'm closing it out on uh, tonight at 7 uh, p.m. Amen. Um, expect the move of God tonight at 7 p.m. Amen. Right here on uh, Radio Block Talk and uh, Acre FM Radio. So we just thank God for what he is doing um, in this season. So we're getting ready to leave. I love you all. God bless you. Have a full, wonderful day. Enjoy your day in the Lord and be blessed on today. Amen. God bless you. Women of God, mark your calendars December 3rd through the 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
for the fifth annual GWER conference hosted by Apostle E.L. Robinson Austin of Eagles Life Restoration Ministries. This conference, entitled Women of Destiny Deliver Me, will break chains and open prison doors to set you free. God has sent three vessels that are anointed and appointed to carry you into your new place in Him. On December 3rd, Prophetess Glenda Lang from Manning, South Carolina, and on December 4th, Prophetess Daphne Burton from Northern California, and on December 5th, Dr. Sakinah Glory from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm telling you, this conference will be epic. Call in live at 516-387-1425. Again, 516-387-1425. You won't want to miss this. See you there. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Hold on, let's do something. 